0: KPCA-LP, Petaluma, California. Good morning and welcome to Inside Petaluma. I'm Cindy Thomas. Co-hosting here today with Janice Cater Thompson and Jason Davies here on KPCA 103.3. You're listening to Inside Petaluma. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Yeah. Another uh another week has gone by and,
1: and more turmoil in the world.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I, I, I'm <laughs> counting, counting down six six days, six days left oh, yeah. for the Trump six administration. Days. Yeah. Um, so. It, you know,
1: it's, I was at the Central Committee meeting. I'm a member of the Democratic Central Committee for Sonoma County. And it's amazing. I mean, 60,000 people voted for Donald Trump, 200,000 for um uh, Biden and 60,000 for Trump. That's a lot of people. That's a, that's the population but, of But what a,
2: what a differential, though. That's
1: a dif- that's, <laughs> it's a differential, but it's up a little bit from 2016. So I went and I looked at my numbers. That was around uh-huh. 15%, maybe 17%. But def- so it's
2: now up to 25. But what was the Democratic increase in turnout? Because I bet, um, I bet they were. It went up. And you know, I
1: didn't. I didn't actually get
0: that yeah. much in depth because yeah. um, it was going to take me time. I wonder why <laughs> so. that was. Why? Why was there an increase? What do you? What, what's your guess?
1: Uh, I just think that um, there are a lot of people that are angry white people, and I think Sonoma County has a lot of. I think we have a lot of police and fire living in our county, and I think there are a lot of a lot more conservatives than people think. Yeah, my, my, my take on it yeah, is
2: is pretty simple. It's it's look at the polling. I mean, up until, uh, you know, the end of the administration and, and perhaps just before the election, uh, where you had some Republicans backing off, something like 80 to 90 percent of Republicans still approve of Trump, Donald Trump. So I think it was like 43 percent. There was a poll out that are still approve of him
1: as a, a poll I saw yesterday. 43%. As of now. But I'm
2: talking about pre-election yeah. uh, among Republicans. It, his support was between 85 and 90 percent. Right. So, you know, th- there was a lot of enthusiasm within the Republican Party for Trump. It, it's hard to believe uh, that these same people, um, you know, were not able to see uh, what we could all see, uh, although, I didn't expect it would get this bad <laughs> with him actually leading an insurrection into the Capitol uh, or at least inspiring and inciting uh, these people to do it. Uh, this, is, uh, this is crazy. I mean, now, now he's been impeached. Again, he's got the dubious distinction of being uh, the only uh, president in history that has in, been impeached twice uh, and also with the most bipartisan support. And now McConnell is indicating that he does believe Trump committed impeachable uh, offenses. Well, uh, why didn't he vote that way he, the first well, time he knew that oh, too? the first time. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well, I, I think that was different. That was, um, you know, now first of all, they've lost. So he's lost the Senate. Right. Um, they lost the presidency. Uh, I don't believe that Mitch McConnell is thrilled uh, with Trump uh, because it's I in Georgia. I suppose that he he believes that Trump did not help <laughs> in, in keeping his yeah. uh, Senate majority position. Uh, and aside from that, I think uh, I'm not going to give Mitch any credit that's not due, but I think he's legitimately upset with what happened. I think he should be. Yeah. Mitch McConnell, I don't like the guy. I don't support his politics, but he and he's shifty. But he is very much a process procedure guy who tends to be more uh, inclined to respect the institution. He's an institutionalist.
1: Wait a second. Let's back up a little bit. Maybe he should be. He didn't have a hearing. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Now that's good. Um, during the last impeachment, he would not have a hearing.
2: Oh, I know. So. But what I'm saying yeah. is, it reached a crescendo. The guy loses the Senate. The guy, yeah. you know, we've got, uh, he lost the presidency by a pretty big margin. I And then they, on top of all that, you know, look what they do. They storm the Capitol. So I think Mitch McConnell has actually had it with Trump. And that's what's going to be very different about this impeachment. The other thing that's interesting is he's said that, but since he's not calling an emergency session you know, they're not going to meet until the 19th. So they're going to start this process on the 19th. Biden will be sworn in on the 20th, and then it will be the new Congress. They are going to be running this impeachment trial. So Schumer will be the new majority leader on the 20th. And that could be a really good thing uh, because they'll well, be able to set the agenda.
1: They Exactly. They set yeah. the agenda. We get yeah. it done quickly and we don't have to play around anymore. Yeah. And, and And believe it or not, the Biden administration will be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We can do more than one thing.
2: Yeah, and not only that, it gives more time to the process so that more evidence can come in. Subpoenas will happen, uh, and it's this is going to extend to other people. I mean, now with the latest revelations that uh, Gates and um, oh, what's the other guy, Gomart, and uh, a couple other um, very conservative Trumpian uh congressmen were giving tours the day before to people that were re- members of some of these same groups that stormed the Capitol the next day.
1: Which they were not supposed to give in any tours. It was only if you were going into the Capitol for yeah. true business. Yeah. And so they went ahead and they they actually had to talk to the sergeant of arms about yeah. this because this is not allowed. Yeah. And so and then it sounds like they were giving information about which um, doors yes where where people were i mean this yeah. is this is very that's criminal what happened absolutely yeah. and there's
0: there are investigations going on right now yeah that's i just right. heard
2: uh, huffman actually yeah. just announced that he signed on to uh, uh and supported a request uh for information if there's uh, facial recognition information if there's guest logs of who these people were uh because it's we smell a rat (laughs) this this doesn't seem right (laughs) and he is more than a rat (laughs) and it's really rotten but i mean i'm i'm really pleased that he was impeached but i just i can't for the life of me understand the sheer cowardice that was on display by members of the republican party that still refuse to say that this election was not stolen this was a free and fair election and this was a big lie and they just how do they walk back from that or how can they be made to walk back from that i mean trump won't even say it he still won't admit really that um that biden won he's still saying it was stolen
1: well We have a real problem because we have a race division in this country, and this is about racial issues. It's about white supremacy, and they are my neighbors. They're people I know. I had no idea that they were white supremacists, and they were so fearful. Not a clue.
2: I mean, think about it, the radicalization process. I mean, first of all, a lot of these really hardcore people that were involved, it appears to be... A lot of them conspiratorial in their thinking. Uh, They tend to distrust mainstream information sources. They tend to um, gravitate towards bizarre. I mean, let's take QAnon, for example, where they where they actually believe there's a satanic pedophile ring at the heart of our government. Uh, or, uh, among the Democrats and, the, and that Trump was going to to rescue us all. But think about and we it. we wonder who they really are. It's well, I mean, think guys. about it. If you really believe that that's what happened, if you really believe the election was stolen, if you really believe that's going in, of course you're going to stand up, and rise up and do what you do because, I mean... What do you say? Trial by combat was Giuliani's comment. Some yeah. incendiary. Oh, stuff he may lose him. his
1: he may lose his law
2: license. Oh, he what should be surprise. arrested. Frankly, <laughs> I mean, he's complicit in a conspiracy. I mean, he was still making calls. He left voicemails at like uh, what was it like six p.m. Uh, while they're still under lockdown, and they had they're not out of the woods in terms of safety. Rudy's still making phone calls, trying to get these people to delay and obstruct the process of a peaceful transition of power to the duly elected president, Mm -hmm. Joe Biden. What the heck? I mean, these people are seditious traitors and they need to be treated that way. And, and all of these people that say, Oh, you know, we don't want to make them more mad and we need to unify. No, 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 no. Remember Hitler. And I'm not, look, I, Throwing out Hitler comparisons is always, <laughs> is, is really generally a mistake most of the time, but mm-hmm. there are some similarities here. And. Um, some. <laughs> yeah. There are. Tell In me, well, questions. why don't oh, we hey, start with convention?
1: what is not similar? Yeah. That would be a shorter list.
2: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's scary. And now, well, the one thing Trump is going to be able to say that won't be a lie uh, which would be one of maybe the first ones, um, is that, uh, and this is the this is the commonality with Hitlerism, the big lie. And that's what they've been doing, this whole thing about the election being stolen. It's been a big lie. His supporters should be upset with him. They should, in fact, they should turn on Trump because Trump lied to them. You know, he made them feel that they actually, you know, were cheated out of an election. It's all BS. It's not true. There's nothing to it.
1: Jason, They're still believing they, it, st- they believe it. They're they still believe believing it. it.
2: Well, it depends. I, it depends. Now, look, i nope. well, no, I'm just telling you what I've experienced. Uh, there's a website you can go to, and I'm not going to even mention it on on the show. Um, but because the Twitter thing isn't working for for Trump, and because. Uh, because he's been rightfully banned from it and because he can't post on Facebook and because a lot of these groups are are getting monitored and things. It's moved off to these other sites. And one of these is a forum. And I'm and I don't know if these are plants on the forum that are trying to pretend to be Trump supporters, but I am seeing some posts of people feeling like Trump has let them down. And there was another um, uh, video of a supporter who was asked directly, how would you feel if it it turned out that you discovered that Trump has been lying to you the whole time? And the guy said, you know, that would be horrible and I'd probably never vote again. So a lot of the people that were the diehard Trump supporters weren't involved in politics so much before and Trump inspired them to get involved. Some of these people are going to be very disappointed and they're just going to get out of the process because he's trained them to believe it's a flawed process. And the scary thing about that is they become further radicalized and more inclined to join these types of terrorist organizations. It's a scary thought. The one thing Trump will be able to say that's true is that because of Trump, Biden had a smaller inauguration crowd size than he did. (laughs)
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. Thanks to, no him. One's
2: gonna be there. <laughs>
0: thanks to him.
2: Or thanks no to thanks. him and COVID. So so it's a it's a double edged sword, because if he wants to say that we can tell him why that's the case. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks to you. And and Trump, yeah. by the way, if it had been your inauguration, you know, I'm not sure how well that would go either with under COVID, because look what he's done on COVID and how, how dangerous it is now for people to to even assemble like this for for an inauguration. Crazy.
1: Well, well I, I, let's just look at the um, the Congress people that were sequestered after a week ago Wednesday.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, they have COVID now. Because, yeah, and that
2: is just. I yeah. mean that
1: that is almost that's criminal. Yeah, they refuse to, to wear a they mask. They refused to. Yeah. And where is the culpability for this?
2: Yeah. I'm, you know, there must be some constitutional issues here with like what you what the limits of what you can do with duly elected officials. And I and I admit I, I need to do some more research on this because I'm astounded as well as to why we're just talking about fines for uh, some of these Congress um, people who who insist on bringing guns into the Capitol and avo- avoiding right. the metal detectors. Why are they just right. being fined? Why can't they just be expelled? And they, I read they think something they're above
0: the law. That's well, no,
2: I, I read something where the Capitol police are not allowed to detain or delay someone if it if it risks them missing a vote because it's their constitutional obligation to vote. So there's some weird catch 22 where, you know, you tell you tell the congressperson, hey, you got to go through the metal detector and the congressperson can say, oh, no, I, I have to go to a vote and they have to let them through. So something's got to get changed because that's just ridiculous, especially now. I mean, the reason the reason we're keeping guns from the inside the Capitol is because some of these congressmen and women have given a lot of concern that they might actually be part of this insurrection. That's right. That's crazy. We have people in power right now that are actually suspected with some reasonable circumstantial evidence that they could have been part of this part of the plan yeah. and they're well, still in
0: power. Well, they need I'm, to learn to manage their calendar and get to the votes on time.
1: Well, you know, this kind of reminds me of the like the Queens, rest of us, Yeah, yeah, the Queens <laughs> gambit when, you know, Harry Beltec, he was 25 minutes late for um, the match and well, he ended up losing. You're late. You don't get to go in the front
2: of the line. Right.
1: You know, this is, I mean, that's the rules or that should be the rules.
2: So they're saying <laughs> that it's going to be, you'll be fined. I think it's $5,000 for the first offense and then $10,000 for the second offense. And it comes right out of their salary. Um, well, that's and, better than coming out of their financial account. I guess, but <laughs> I, <don't know> why, <laughs> I mean, I just feel like certain things should be zero tolerance. It's like, sorry, you don't get to bring Guns in there? No way. You can't do it. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to be a representative, then you got to keep well, your guns. Why do they them?
1: have to bring a gun in there? I mean, it's just it's crazy. Well, one, you, one of them are their Second
0: Amendment right, Janice? Don't you? Know I, that? Yeah, I
1: understand that. <laughs> well, yeah. but I don't them, have a right. I don't have a right to protect myself from getting AIDS from these people because yeah. they won't put a mask AIDS um, COVID because <laughs> they won't put a mask on. Yeah. I mean, you know, with AIDS, if it was about AIDS, they would be screaming. Um, you know, yeah, not the, to be around these people before you realize what the contact well, well, that's um, the other thing. AIDS is, really was.
2: That's the other thing too, is why is it that they can keep continuing to come in and flout these mask rules? Can't there just be a zero tolerance thing where, because sorry. Donald
1: Trump was the president and what we didn't realize until Trump was elected, the power that the president of the United States has, he has unlimited power for the entire world. And that is the problem. So
2: yeah.
1: it's a dictatorship.
2: Well, fortunately, yeah. I mean, it's trying to be, but fortunately it hasn't become that yet because we're able to elect Biden. So so that's a good but, thing.
1: You know, it's, yeah. it's interesting. I have um, one cousin that, you know, um, put on his you know, holiday card. Oh, he has an AK-47 that he's going to be putting in his trust for his grandchildren. I'm thinking, oh, really? <laughs> and, you know, and I know that this guy, I, I I sent him an article and he writes back to me using uh, foul language. <laughs> mm. And there's a joke behind it, but I don't find it very funny. Mm. And he talks about, well, quit sending me this stuff about it's a worthy read. And so he goes, then he sends, he goes, why don't you look at this? And it was Brett Hume on Fox news. And oh, no. I'm just looking at this stuff going, Oh, I can see him. Oh, he's not going to go to the Capitol. No. He's just shooting off at the mouse sitting in his lounge chair, holding his AK 47, watching Fox news. And then, um, and then there there's this other woman who is an evangelical, absolutely believes that Trump was, was really re- elected. And these are people I personally know that are one's a teacher. One has a very high IQ. I mean, they're the, what they have in common is they're both Caucasian. But it, yeah. it's and then I have I have other people that I know that feel the same way that it was a lost election, and what they really have in common is they all watch Fox News and they buy this, buy into it. That's what's so dangerous. Yeah.
0: Well, we you know, we have to congratulate Twitter and Facebook and the other social platforms that um, uh, shut Trump down this week i I'm just I was really happy to see that. And I was also really happy to see that Amazon closed down the platform for the parlor uh, social yes. network. yeah Apple did um, as well. And I have to tell you, uh, after I saw a, an article about how many uh, new apps were, purchased for parlor after he was shut down from twitter um i i i went and secretly opened a parlor account because i wanted to see what was going on this mm-hmm. is scaring me this is actually no. scaring me mm-hmm. that we don't know what trump no. is spewing anymore
2: right
0: uh and he's already on there with the handle of trump 2024
2: Oh, yeah. Well, this is always that classic argument about and this is why the uh, the ACLU has consistently taken the position that it's better not to restrict speech so that it can be seen in the open and Mm -hmm. combated as opposed to having it go underground because it becomes less visible. That is actually one of the problems, because while it's good that it's going to areas that are less mainstream, it's harder to get more people. The diehards are going to these places that are harder to monitor. You know, they're through sites that are not easily controlled. I mean, one of these is I I looked at the forum that I was talking about that's hosted. um, That's the the Donald dot win. There, I said it. Um, And heard of that one. You can't. You cannot go to that from Facebook. You cannot send a link from Facebook. It immediately catches it, which is great but you can go to your browser and you can go to it and you can see what's there. And so I did a little research and I, f- I looked up the you know, the who is so you can find out uh, you know, where the domain is, um, is hosted. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's from this company called Cloudflare, but then when you go to their site, it turns out they're actually just part of the network. And while they handle the domain, they're not res- they're not able to shut off a website. So it then goes to another layer. And if you try to do a um, a report on it, they tell you that it goes to the site owner as well, and you have to give all your your private information <laughs> in order to make that um, that complaint. So it it, so because of that, my point is is that it becomes less visible in the mainstream, but it doesn't go away, and it's harder to shut down. So it's it's a difficult problem.
1: I I think that I mean a lot of these people that I'm talking about, it's you know where they're getting their information. I mean, it's not just Twitter, like you know we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, they they've gotten some pretty deep, dark information, and they are not budging.
2: Well, start by going to like what I did the other day is most of these groups uh, that were involved in uh, the, you know, things like the Oath Keepers and the Boogaloo Boys and the Proud Boys, they have websites. Oh, I mean, yeah. you get this stuff is pretty transparent and, uh, you know, you can you can start learning from there, but then they'll recommend other places to go and. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube that's linked from some of these sites that isn't getting monitored. I, I reported a video uh, yesterday that had, uh, or two days ago that had 3 million views. And this yeah. is a real spun up conspiracy. They were saying that Trump w- hasn't told anybody yet except for inside military people, but uh, that he has already signed the Insurrection Act and he's preparing to arrest Biden. And I, I mean, just crazy, crazy lunatic stuff. And uh, QAnon type stuff. And it's in this video with 3 million views and it's still there. YouTube hasn't removed it. Um, so, yeah, you know, we social, a, we social media is an interesting
1: thing. And yeah. we're kind of seeing the power of social media. And it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with all these you know young people using social media. Yeah.
2: Well, it's an incredible equalizer in a way. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, yeah. You can reach a lot of people. But the other thing is, that I mentioned this in a previous show, is um, the more salacious it is, the more it, it, hits it gets. And that's how this stuff gets monetized. So there's a built-in incentive for social media companies for having stuff that that gets people excited, you know, instead yeah. of boring news like the old days, right? Um, But but on the subject of uh, racism, because obviously that's a huge issue, and of course police, um, what we're finding is that there are police officers that were involved in this insurrection. And so it's turning into a very strange situation where you have an alliance of these fringe groups uh, who have started to permeate into uh, these uh, police and, and and into the military, um, and and a lot of these people were actually involved in insurrection. So this is well, turning. This is looking more and more like a real coup attempt.
1: But you know, today as, as we eventually talk about uh, maybe race and police, because the city exactly. is going to be having that was my um, attempted segue. I, well, exactly. <laughs> but you know, I, nice I mean, I, Jason. I I I'm looking at my um on my computer, and I've been looking up the thin blue line. what that really means. And because this is, you know, across at St. Vincent's on August 2nd, there were five cops, you know, down the street with five cop cars and they're just standing there watching. Then there's another, you know, Tim Lyons is across the street watching and they're all flying the thin blue line flag. And you start researching what the thin blue line flag, they are trying to make this flag like a true um, national flag. And so I think it's really important that when we talk about race relations, that I'd like to know, are they flying this flag in our police department? Are they using the stickers in our police department um, inside it? Because this, to me, it's us against they is the way I look at it.
2: I so, mean, first of all, anytime you take an American flag and do anything to it, yeah, I, I, I mean, the fact that someone in law enforcement would be doing that and who's calling themselves patriotic
1: that's right that's
2: bizarre that's a no-no you're not supposed to take the flag and like change the color on it and put a blue stripe and all that stuff i mean that's that's very bizarre and now we're finding out that some of these some of these people uh were recognized um as blue line types uh at this capital insurrection so um you know in terms of what's happening in petaluma You know, obviously, uh, last year, we had a lot of activity with Black Lives Matter. Uh, We had the Leghorn's Park uh, art that was posted by um, the Kindness Committee, uh, and that had been vandalized by a lot of uh, what we believe are uh, white supremacists in terms of how they behaved, uh, many of whom were also Trump supporters. And it created a a lot of concern in the community. Uh, Businesses have been threatened that have been uh, advocating for Black Lives Matter, uh, and as a result, there's there's been some response from the police. And um maybe that would bring us into our next topic. So yeah.
1: excellent segue. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so moving right along, we have something coming up in that vein. Do you want to do you wanna tackle that, Janice?
1: Well, on January 21st at six o'clock, um, the city um is, council is gonna have a joint meeting and start talking about race relations. And there's also a survey that you go on the city's website. I just put city website surveys and it popped up. Okay. It's just a, it's kind of a weird survey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's asking, it, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, a friendly survey in my opinion, it's mm-hmm. kind of going in one direction. Um, and so I think it's really important that we have this discussion because there are a lot of people in this community that are angry. They're mm-hmm. racist, mm-hmm. and what is really unfortunate. One, the group at um, Saint Vincent's was led by a San Francisco cop's wife, and That's the stuff cool. that she she wrote on Facebook was, "We don't want these people in our town anymore. We want them to leave our town." Mm. And and this was two Facebook um, posts, and they were both by cops' wives. One of them is a San Francisco cop wife, and the other one the um, police officer used to work in Petaluma and is now with the sheriff's department.
0: Hmm.
1: So, and then, and then we have our sheriff that refused to comply with COVID. Yeah. And so we're looking at our police and it is disturbing. And so what's happened in Petaluma is not just about Petaluma. Right. This is happening everywhere. And they are trying to perceive Petaluma as we are different This doesn't happen here. And I know people get tired of my story, but I say it for a reason why my friend Diego gets pulled over and he's asked for a green card. And this is a guy that has a degree from Maryland University. It was profiling. He gets pulled over often um, by the Petaluma police. And to ask for a green card, and then he turns around and speaks perfect English? I mean, excuse me. And even if you didn't, it is not okay to do that. And so I think this is going to be a good forum, but I think it has to be very honest. And we can't just, in my opinion, allow the police department and city hall and management to say, our police department isn't like this. We're different than every other city. Those two posts were really frightening. Yeah. And I actually posted it recently and my brother-in-law looked at it and um, he commented on it. He could not believe what he was reading from these posts. And I didn't put these posts on. And then the same police officer's wife also was talking to a person that she changed her name and made mm-hmm. it a different name. Right. And this was actually somebody else saw it on TikTok and sent it to me. Mm-hmm. And she was saying, if you're in DC, be safe to somebody that she knew was back there. And I don't know what her connection is yeah, with this no, person. They're, it's they're, frightening.
2: They're finding that there are members of law enforcement that were involved in this insurrection. Yep,
0: that's And right. even
2: fellow officers recognize some of them. That's the right. Capitol police recognize them. And that that's very, very disturbing.
1: I mean, they killed officers. I know. And what about, I, I mean, Trump is supposed to be, oh, the military yeah. guy. He's the police guy. He doesn't care about anybody unless but they himself. are like our sheriff.
2: Well, but himself, ultimately, that's who he cares about. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah. I saw something extremely disturbing yesterday on uh, uh, Indivisible Petaluma, where it turns out that someone uh, in town uh, who has a business uh, had actually taken a screenshot of a uh, conversation that was happening on indivisible petaluma and shared it and added some other information that was actually inaccurate to a post uh, on a facebook page for san francisco police and i'm trying to figure out why someone would do that and one of the businesses uh that was highlighted here who has been active in black lives matter um has received threats uh, to the extent that they said they'd burn her, her, her business down. And so I know her. So we have somebody, we have somebody who is doing that. This is somebody who's very well known in the community. There's some really concerning things that are happening. And Mm -hmm. there seems to be among some of these blue live matter types. uh, There seems to be, um, A nasty element. (laughs) Let's just put it at that. Uh, Well, do you mind if
1: I read this, um, what um, this woman wrote, the San Francisco police officer's wife? Mm -hmm. She wrote, Black Lives BLM is meeting at St. Vincent's High, then marching to St. Vincent's Church to give a two o'clock press conference. The two less than adequate teachers are claiming racism they tend to announce a lawsuit against Principal Daly. This is about um, Kenyatta Reynolds and Joanna Pond. Um, The entire incident started after Principal Daly met with President Trump. As most of you know, BLM has also formed caravans and harassed Petaluma businesses into putting BLM signs in their windows or less or else. Now they are going after St. Vincent's High School. This has two stops. We can no longer just be a si- be silent and let this radical element insert themselves into Petaluma. BLM is a Marxist organization who is against religion, our police, military in the United oh, States of America. Join me tomorrow and protest these radicals who are trying to destroy our America and our values. Wow. And our police were across the street and five were down the street. Mm. They never crossed that thin mm. blue line.
2: They let it go. Yeah. So that's right. There's yeah. So this needs to all get looked at, uh, particularly in the context of what has culminated uh, in Washington, D.C., because this is happening nationwide. I mean, now there's a threats apparently on every Capitol. That's right. So that's right. And the scary thing is they're saying this isn't going to end after the inauguration, that this is going to be an ongoing threat throughout the Biden administration. Uh, So um,
1: look what they did to, um, Uh, To Obama's administration. I mean, you know, it was just um, politically Mitch McConnell kept everything back. It was the same thing. It was racism. And so when we talk about, well, Mitch McConnell, he might do something good. I don't really care. Well, the he big, really has destroyed our country, our our democracy in our country.
2: I mean, it was terrible with Obama. That whole thing that Trump uh, threw it at, at Obama about not being born in in, yeah, in the West, exactly and all of this this stuff. That's right. But the biggest difference was that Romney conceded <laughs> on the way out, and he was, of course, never that radical as Trump. So Obama, yes, he faced a lot of opposition but i this could end up being much worse with uh with biden simply because of the level of radicalization that's occurred over the last four years um and so that's it worries me that some of this stuff could erupt locally because we've already seen that some of these people do exist uh in our region so i hope that our our police uh and that our city are also looking into security i mean i don't know that there's any risk to them at all i hope that there is not but um you know we've got a lot of crazies out there and they're spun up and upset and uh, they a lot of them are true believers they think that this thing because their president told them so was stolen and uh it's a big lie and it's like you know it's what the nazis did you know you tell you tell the big lie long enough uh, people right. believe it Yeah. So, yeah, it's very concerning. Now, on a very positive front, uh, obviously, with Biden coming in, we now have a president that actually accepts the science of climate change and is going to get us back in the uh, Paris uh, Accord, which is a good thing. And reflecting to that as well is we have a new council with two new council members who are uh, very uh, concerned about the threat to our planet and locally with climate change. And so that's a good thing. So we've got uh, a goal now in Petaluma for carbon neutrality. And um, that's for 2030 is our, is the council goal. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's a good thing because honestly, when people look at this stuff and they think about these world issues and all this, and what do we do? How do we save the planet? Well, it starts with us locally and this is a really good thing to focus on, particularly when um, things are just so crazy in the world. There are concrete steps we can all take at the local level to reduce our carbon footprint. And uh, it's great that our city is taking that seriously uh, with this new initiative to be carbon neutral by 2030.
1: No, I, think, I thought it was really a good meeting. Um, mm-hmm. There were like over 70 comments and it was um, very articulate. Everybody mm-hmm. that spoke, it was... It was it was very impressive, um, you know. A big you know issue is we have the Gallagher family in Sonoma County that does not want electrification, and so they have enough money, and so they sued um, um, Roner Park, and so mm-hmm. Roner Park pulled back their electrification. But what my feeling is is there are other um, counties and cities that have actually um, put these initiatives forward, and they've actually um, were okay with the legal. You know they pass le- the legal um, oh. muster, um, and so my feeling is I would like to see all the, um, including the county and all the cities in Sonoma County, band together. And I realize each city is a little bit different and our needs yeah. are a little bit different, but we really need to pull money together and we need to deal with these lawsuits as a county, not as just one city, because it's very expensive for a city to go to court on this. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, Windsor goes ahead and backs off. I think mm-hmm. San Francisco has, um, has maybe a good ordinance. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we have Berkeley. I mean, we don't have to reinvent the wheel, but we have to find out what legal challenges um, they can't challenge.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um,
1: and so that was, you know, cause I had actually talked to a council member, a few council members about mm-hmm. that. And I just feel as a County, this is where we need to go. And that is really, when you look at mayor uh, mayor's and council meetings, mm-hmm. you know, those are areas that um, you can bring this forward. And so I think it's really positive and I think it's really exciting that this is happening. And that's what the public voted for, for change.
2: No. Mm-hmm. Now, now, what is the deal with the Gallagher's? Why would they be opposing this? Is it because they want to develop housing that has gas appliances and things like that? They just because gas,
1: to... they feel like gas is just cheaper.
2: It's and, not, but though. on the
1: but it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not really anymore. interesting. You know, we put solar on our house, yeah. and since we've had the solar, um, I still shut my lights off because I'm just trained to walk by a room and shut lights off. Yeah we're hardly using our heater this year and we have these crazy electric heaters that we have they look like Mm -hmm. old radiators and I have one in the bedroom that I have to shut off because it gets too hot our heater hardly ever goes on at night Mm -hmm. and and we're just basically heating a you know like 2,000 square foot house with two heaters Mm -hmm. and um and so and our our bills are drastic I mean they're they're just so low yeah. Even our, even when we're – because I do have a gas range or stovetop. yeah. And so now I'm trying to really figure out how much it's costing for gas. And I'm, you yeah. know, I'll let it go for a time frame. But for the consumer, electricity is so much cheaper if you yeah. go ahead and put um, battery packs on yeah. along with solar on all of these projects. And so when we're really talking about equity – Mm-hmm. I believe that solar is equal. It's equity because if you're a renter and if you have solar on a place yeah. or, I mean, and I'd like to see more incentives for more people to be able to afford it. It's not cheap,
2: but well, green new deal or, well, Biden's yeah. not calling it that, but obviously his, his right. plan uh, takes a lot of elements from that. Of course, AOC uh, helped uh, on that. Uh, so, you know, think, I think we have a lot of opportunities it, you know, one of the things I was talking to someone about was our raceway. <laughs> and um, this is a friend of mine who's really into cars and he he races. He goes to um, uh, the Sears Point Raceway and uh, he drove a uh, Porsche uh, EV that was just absolutely incredible. And it was beating all the other cars. Right. And I was talking to him about it and I said, yeah, how could we get race car drivers to ditch their gas yeah. cars? And he said, you can't get them to do it until they see that they'll be faster if they go to an EV. So they have oh, to, they have to right. see that, that, I mean, because that's ultimately, you know, all things considered the ultimate goal in a race obviously is to be faster. Right. <laughs> right. 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 These EVs simply outperform their gas counterparts. So that might be where we see a transition when it comes to, to racing. And, um, and of course it would cut the noise at the local speedway as well. But I know that's an uphill battle because a lot of people that, you know, it's an emotional thing. They, they like the smell, they like mm-hmm. the sound. It's a real charge. And I understand that people get used to all kinds of things that aren't necessarily good for us and, and behavior change is difficult. Um, but that might be a way to help make it happen. If we had some incentives and if, and if we could be demonstrated clearly that, you know what, sure you can drive your old gas powered jalopy if you want but if you want to win a race get in an ev and it's better for the planet too
1: I, th- I think it, i think it's <laughs> really interesting and i like everything that you're saying and you know there is an emotional attachment with yeah. the raceway yeah um there is. and and there's also it's probably a toxic dump there so i just can't see that we're gonna be cleaning that thing up
2: yeah yeah, yeah. my, my yeah. friend kept insisting it's like you can't just tell them it, it no, I know, from true. Them. They have to see yeah. the advantage themselves. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and I say, well, yeah, but we also, we also are in a climate emergency. <laughs> so the time in which we can afford to wait for people to come around and figure it out, I, you know, maybe it needs to be a little bit of both, you know, a little bit of incentive, a little bit of uh, modeling, and ultimately, um, law <laughs> i mean that's how you ultimately you modify human behavior and uh, you know anyway our situation calls for drastic measures and i'm glad to see that at least we've got a carbon neutral goal uh yeah happening no, i think it's
1: a, it's a you know it's been um talked about for a lot of years you know starting yeah. with sonoma clean energy yeah. and so this is kind of a 20 year in the making and here 20 years later takes
0: a long time to make change. At this point, we have the right people on the council to kind of push that forward. Absolutely. I
1: I, I was really, I think um, I was really impressed with Delinda Fisher and the way she was speaking. Good. I thought she was really strong and it's great. She is now on SCTA as a representative and on their executive board. Right. She was the liaison
0: to the uh, Climate Action Commission. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then
0: she moved to the SCTA and Dennis Posike is now the council liaison to the, the climate action commission. So
1: well, and, you know, that, that, good shape. that yeah. committee was amazing. They basically um, formed a committee with very little city resources. Mm-hmm. And these people put hundreds and hundreds of hours and the cost of this document would have been at least $50,000 or more to a hundred
2: thousand.
1: Wow. Wow. And they pulled it together and they really appreciated the way city staff work with them to fine tune certain areas of it, um, because it's easy to write a document, but it's not as it's kind of like being on a city council. It's not as easy. And then all of a sudden you get on there and you see the difficulties. Yeah. And and it's the same with this. You know, there were some changes and they really worked well with staff on it. And I just think it's you know, it's it's our future. And I'm really excited about that. So it was a mm-hmm. good meeting.
0: Yeah, I did. I did
1: fall asleep toward the end and miss the ending, but (laughs) I hate that.
0: (laughs) But that's what happens. I didn't mention at the beginning of the show that we are pre-recording on uh, Zoom video conference because the offices uh, obviously at Petaluma Community Access are still closed due to COVID restrictions. So this is a Mm pre-recorded show. And the views and opinions expressed here on Inside Petaluma are those of the hosts and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the official policies or positions of Petaluma Community Access. So, so right I kind of I want to bring up one thing
1: that I'm hoping that this year maybe the city will bring up the parking um, issue in our mm-hmm. town with motorhomes right. and the pro. I mean, I have a, a guy in my neighborhood that has a motorhome, and then he has four other cars. And, you know, it's just getting really old that if you buy a motor home, you need to find a place to store it. Front yep. yards are yep. not it. And using front yards as um, driveways is becoming a real problem. Um, but I also can we talk just quickly about the Corona project? You know, when you're reading in the newspaper, it sounds like so negative and, whoa, we're going to lose this um, with the Corona project, which is the Meridian Project. For over 12 years, Mike Healy was working on the background on this di- on this issue. It was a complicated deal. There were like three, four properties that were connected with this, and I'm really hoping with the new city council that we're going to move forward. That um, we're not going to be tying all these different properties. We can't do this unless we do something with this property five miles away. Right. And and I and I'm hoping that that happens because for years he has been the city manager and city attorney all in one. And when you have a 12 year process to get something done and you have to uh, cut deals with all these different people, it's a problem. And for me, the big problem with the, the whole deal was if you had money, you can live in downtown Petaluma, but if you don't have money, we're gonna shove you over to the east side. And I think it's a real divide for this community. And if we're gonna have good development, we need to have uh, inclusive, um, that is not just for people that can afford that $4,000 a month. And I Mm -hmm. don't think that we need to choose companies that are working for their shareholders and they want the high rents. We need to have a mixed use. And and I, I will tell you the people that talked about this um, we're very articulate, the public, and I want I I'd rather live in a mixed use neighborhood than um, you know everybody that ha- makes five hundred thousand a year or whatever. And I think it's important. So I think people it really is not as much of a downturn as people think, and people should not be as disappointed. I think we will get the Corona station mm-hmm. because the bottom line is that is a tax. And if SMART wants us to up that tax when we need to, because they tried to do it, you know, before the tax was uh, was up, the SMART tax quarter cent, they need the public behind them and they need um, uh, officials behind them also. So we can't just let uh, one council member and SMART make the decisions for our community. And that's my feeling on it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid. And, and just quickly, talking about uh, threatening businesses during the election, there were three council members who were allowed to have their signs on that property and people that were supporting them were, were really attacking a few businesses, Mm -hmm. sending out letters, wanting to boycott them. We talked about that on this show. And I think it's really time for a change in this community. And we need to work as a community instead of having uh, dividing us and this is what is disturbing about the Argus Courier and John Burns and his writing. It's very negative and we need to be more positive and we should want to be positive after watching what happened in Washington DC last Wednesday, a week ago, Wednesday,
0: yeah. and still happening. So on another note, I don't know if you've uh, driven over the Corona overpass recently, but really sad to see that the monument, the that was put together at the, in the middle of the bridge for yeah. the bicyclist, Brian Casey, who was uh, mm-hmm. died in a traffic accident there back in May. Somebody d- destroyed that dedication. Really? Uh, the so bicycle weird. that was, you know, attached to the the rungs of the bridge. Um, somebody stole the wheels. Uh.
1: Well, I they hope had- it's somebody that
2: needed him for a bike, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What is going on here? It's Well, desperate times. And I have no idea in this case what the rationale. Who, I know, own, but clearly
0: it, it was to um, memorialize somebody who lost their life and for somebody to come along and steal a bicycle so, wheel off there. That's, that's just crazy. Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, there's people, yeah. you know, a big thing that's happening are people getting their catalytic converters stolen. Yeah, that's well, a-
0: they, they did arrest somebody <laughs> here in Petaluma this week. And then they, they run into a tree on 6th mm-hmm. and 8th Street. Yeah.
2: Like- Priuses are apparently yeah. a big target. Yeah,
0: there was well, a, a gentleman who was yeah. ha- uh, heard a noise out in his yard yeah. in the middle of the night. His Prius was yeah. having the catalytic converter removed by some East Bay men who thought it was okay to come over here and, and just do that.
2: So yet another reason to get an EV, an electric vehicle, well, no, I, catal- no catalytic converter.
0: That's true. <laughs> but you know, this has been
1: happening for a long time, yeah. um, but it just hasn't happened up in this area.
2: And so, yeah. So I live in the, uh, I live the West side of, of town. Uh, now I used to live on the East side, but um the, the area that I live in had it's a subdivision and it had a sign that was made of copper and many years ago oh, yeah. that, that was no. stolen oh yeah oh
1: yeah yeah
2: and they did they decided not to replace it with copper and um and yeah. they just put little you know little wood sign uh, and hasn't been damaged since but uh, mm-hmm. yeah that's been going on for a while uh, so well
1: that's with a lot of you know um electrical too all of a sudden you know there'll be a lot of people going in and stealing mm. for the copper.
0: So, yeah. so the COVID so.
2: situation isn't getting any <laughs> uh, better. Uh we're now what was it over 2000 cases. Were you saying in Petaluma? Over uh,
0: 2000. Oh. County, it's 22,000, over 22,000 and here in Petaluma it's just a little over 2700.
2: Wow. Almost 3000 yeah. cases
0: recorded. Those are the ones that are recorded. No. We're not even talking about the people who are, who are staying at home and 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 taking care of themselves.
2: Right, or, or the people that have it and haven't been tested and are continuing right. to get other people sick. Yeah, that's what, yeah. And I, I'm sorry, what were you going to say, Janice? No, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that the, one of the bigger concerning things, of course, is the longer the gap between the vaccination um, and the time in which we get it to people, we've got this virus mutating. And so far, there's a strain that's already in California that is just as deadly in terms of its effect, but it's uh, like 50 times, 56 times more contagious. Mm -hmm. And now (laughs) they just found a new variant that they are noticing isn't responding as as predicted by the vaccines. Well, you know, that's a tricky one. That one is in South Africa. They found one. Uh, well,
1: wasn't somebody that got the vaccine, they ended up getting COVID? I just... That I, I don't was know. Just, I, don't I know heard that it. briefly today, but I didn't do any research on yeah.
2: it. So I, I don't know about that. But but the, the reality is, is you know, this isn't sitting still. Evolution happens. Most of the mutations aren't advantageous to the virus. And we've been lucky so far. Um, but, it, you know, the the reality is, is that this isn't stopping. Uh, the, the virus is... Uh, a moving target, and this vaccine is good against the two variants that are known. Um, but now there's concern that it may not be so good against this new one. So, well, it's
1: it's um, it's really scary. You know, it's I I've been um, what I found out is that if you're if you're going to be having a surgery in a hospital. the local hospitals, they're not even talking about making sure that you have your COVID vaccine before vaccination, Mm -hmm. you know, so you can get two in case, you know, like if you need a hip replacement, if you need a knee replacement or something like that. And um, I was talking to a nurse actually today at Memorial, and I was talking to another doctor's office, and I actually called three different places about what happens if somebody's going to be having a surgery Mm -hmm. And, and because of COVID and should they maybe be higher on a list Mm. um, to get the vaccine? And it's really unknown, Mm. but we were talking earlier, you know, like Cindy, you were saying the governor now at 65 and and above, you should be able to get the vaccine, but Mm -hmm. there, there's no protocol right now for that to happen. And it's, um, it's a little disturbing because our hospitals are filled and what's happening right now is with the hospitals um, for people that do need to have surgeries, they're actually doubling people up in rooms mm. uh, because they've run out of space. Mm. And mm. so it's it's um, it, it's it's a little bit frightening how this is being rolled out. But I am ready for my vaccine. That's all I know. Yeah.
0: Well, it's oh. it's quite the show, and. Um, <laughs> You know, we just have to, yeah, yeah. I know what kind of a show we're thinking about. You're right. Exactly. <laughs> we can't say it, yeah. um, but nonetheless, things are moving forward and we're a lot further along than we were last March. So we have that to be thankful for. And we, know, have actually there's,
1: we have a new administration. There's a lot to be thankful for. And I really think that um, we will get yep. through this crisis. Yes, we will.
2: Yeah, we need to.
0: And with that said, we just got through another show and uh, I want to thank you too, as always for being such great co-hosts and uh, we'll be back together again next week. You're listening to Inside Petaluma on KPCA 103.3 FM. And we also stream live at KPCA.FM. And uh, if you you know of somebody that missed this show that might want to tune in? They can go to our website and find an archives uh, an archive of the show on our archives page. And we also offer podcasts now, so there's many ways in which you can stay tuned with us. So, and the it,
2: website is
0: insidepedalino.com.
2: All right. I,
0: I, I always rely on Jason there to give me the prompts. Anyway. It's a team um, show. Yes, That's right. Show. Show. and Anyway, we will see you all again next week from at 11 o'clock, as we do every Friday from 11 to noon. And until then, everybody take care. See you later.
2: California. Stay safe. Bye. Stay Bye. safe. Bye. Bye-bye.